Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Want to know how to kill them with cuteness? I mean, about kill them with cuteness. Founder and Chief Everything Officer Kaylee Friend is here to tell you all about it. This episode is brought to you by Farm Off the Turnip Truck. Growing your own fruits and vegetables is a wonderful way to stay healthy. But what is your home garden missing? That's right, mobility. At Farm Off the Turnip Truck, we put a backyard into the back of your car so you always have access to a healthy meal. Farm Off the Turnip Truck. Get your greens on the go. Go for a spin with your salad. Give a lift to your legumes. Cart around those carrots. Get trucking with your tomatoes. Get a free estimate for converting your vehicle at toacertaindegree.com. Stella Star on WPRK Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do this every Monday. You're listening to a certain degree. That's what I do every Monday. I do a lot of things every Monday, but this is the show that I do first thing in the morning on WPRK. Basically, the best show on WPRK at this time on Mondays. Best and only. Good morning. And so every week I have a special guest. This week is no exception. Kaylee Friend is here from Kill em With Cuteness. Good morning, Kaylee. Morning. Oh, wait a minute. Let's try that again. Good morning, Kaylee. Good morning. Can hey. You, can you hear me now? Hey, how's it going? Get right up on that microphone. What about now? Uh, okay. now I can hear you. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to turn that up and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, great. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. It's okay. A little, it's a little early for me, but. It is a little early for all of us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to have you here. I'm going to turn my mic down, and I think now we've got all the levels together. We should test those out beforehand. That would have been a better idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I have you here today is to sort of help me. I don't do this every Monday. Go so through. But you did. You on your feet. Okay, so for a minute, a hot minute, you were at UCF for broadcast communications. Is that correct? The hottest minute, but yes, I was there. Then you are much more of an expert about this than I am because I did the radio television broadcast degree back in the 90s. Okay, so I'm basically a pro. You're totally a pro. <laughs> Speaking of being a pro, uh, killemwithcute.com is mm-hmm. where you can check out all your products. Right. I adore your stuff. If you follow me on Instagram, you were one of the first people I sent a, an analog Yelp review to. I didn't know it was one of the first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got that uh, Chewbacca tiki pin, and I'm like, I have to do something to show this organization how much I appreciate it. I loved it. Yeah. It was, uh, it's such, a, it's so much fun. And we'll talk about the products. Okay. But I don't know you all that well. We've had approximately two conversations mm-hmm. and one piece of mail go back and forth. Right. I think is uh, how it's gone so far. So I want to get to know you a little bit better. Let everybody else get to know you a little bit better. Cool. So we're going to play a game. It's basically 20 questions, but different. All right. So instead of saying yes or no or up or down to the topics that I bring up, uh, you're going to say odds or ends. Okay. So odds if you're for something. Okay. Because what's better than being odd? I know you're constantly channeling Winona Ryder, so I feel like that's right there in your wheelhouse. You were wrong. You do already know me. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. (laughs) And ends. Who wants things to end? So I will want these things to end. You will want this show to end, maybe. But in general, like, (laughs) I hate it when things end. So I only read, like, the first half of a book, the first 20 minutes of movies, 
Like, if I get into it, too, then I'm like, okay, well, then that's great. I got to walk away now. I'm going to walk away because uh, who knows what's going to happen, and it's going to end. Everything is finite from what I understand. Okay, so I think I have this. Okay, odds or ends. Yep. Uh, Resolutions. (sighs) Ends. Yeah? Yeah. So Do you you want me to explain why? Yeah, please. I mean, I just, I think me personally, I don't think of January 1st as the beginning of my year. Um, if that's what you mean, like New Year's resolutions. That's or exactly, yeah. So we're um, in the New Year's resolution sort of mode. And I also feel like the majority of the time you're setting yourself up to fail, you know. I have the problem with being like, I'm going to do these 10 things different, you know, and then maybe half of one of them is what is goes what right. I think it's it's better to just, uh, New Year's same me. That's my New Year, say me. I like it. That's my mantra. That's a future pin and or pennant and or patch. Mm, yes. Yeah. You're already, I got to write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's journey. recorded now. It's, okay, it's Somebody else has already stolen it. It's great. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> How about voicemail? Odds or ends? Mm, ends. Yeah. I don't listen to them. You just call the person back. Yeah. And you say, why didn't you text me? Exactly. This is ridiculous. <laughs> is it an emergency? Like, yeah, why did you call? <laughs> I love that. Like, this angry sort of, why did you leave me a voicemail? I mean, that's what happens when my mom calls me. I'm like, is yeah. someone dead? Like, why? And usually it's like, I saw this thing on TV that made me think about you. And I was like, just, okay. It was really stressed out for I just called seconds. you to tell me it was my birthday. Yeah. No, I remember those. Okay, good. Okay, is that that's... your next question? Birthdays? Odds. No. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. No, but I'm with you on that. Okay. So I'm glad we're so far, we're on the same page. How about colonizing Mars, odds or ends? Oh, man. Yeah, we get deep here really early. I am going to say odds. Odds. I Don't ask me why. Okay. That's just my answer. Do you want to go? <laughs> to Mars? Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. You know, Space the- is interesting to me. I don't know a lot about it, but I like it. Well, it's, it's trying to kill you all the time. That's so that's I the like first it. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a, that's a compelling argument for space, I think, for some people. It's a challenge. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. New Year's say me. <laughs> New Year's say me on Mars. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We just added, like, you could just keep adding to it. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. It's opening today. Okay. Amazon Go. No, I don't know what it is. So it's a new shop in Seattle. It's all Amazon. Uh, there's no cashiers there. All you do is walk in. Put stuff in your bag. You have to register with the app beforehand. Okay. Uh, and then it just charges you. So, so just like a self-checkout? No, there's no checkout. You put it in your bag and you walk out. So there's all sorts of cameras and AI and all these things working in the shop. There's still people there working as well. Okay. But it's constantly monitoring you and what you do. I don't know if they have like um, some sort of RFIDs on each of the packages or it's just taking a look at it. But you can walk in. Grab your, what do you typically buy at a convenience store, for example? Some sort of soda? Yes. Okay, great. A Diet Coke. And a bag of chips. Sure. You can go Maybe in. Maybe some hairspray. Grab it, some hairspray, <laughs> walk out, and you're done. But how do they know that you're not just looking at something? Like you have it in your hand. Oh, did I mess that up? Okay. No. Um, you have to put it in your bag. You have to, yeah. So basically, it somehow monitors you taking it with you. And if you change your mind, it, it takes, takes it out yeah. of your bag? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Odds or ends? I'm going to go with ends. Okay. Yeah. I would rather just have Amazon bring it to my house. 
and then have to deal with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want them to have the key to your house like they're doing with that service? I mean, if they're going to put whatever I ordered where I need it to be, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, I'm a huge advocate of Amazon Prime. Like, if I can get something, like, in a couple of hours, whatever I need, like, it's helped me out of a lot of sticky situations. Oh. When I have forgotten. Example. I think I know I what was, you're talking about. Do you? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I was I like, don't. do you know? No. <laughs> Um, there, I was doing an event and it was the next day and I had run out of, um, these little hanging things. Like my pins are hanging on pegs on mm-hmm. a display and I didn't have any of those. And I was like, I can't, I have no display. And I went on Amazon and they headed to me the next day and I was out of my bind. Good to go. It was awesome. Amazon talk with Kaylee and Nick. <laughs> uh, we'll be taking your calls here in a second about what's great about Amazon. No, I'm kidding. Everything. Uh, okay. But, okay, so delivered to you, yes. I don't want to go the do store that. and grabbing it. Is it the shopping experience or is it kind of the, the freakiness of being monitored constantly when you're in a store? Both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't like the big brother aspect of that. And sure. then I also, like, don't even like to go to the grocery store. I'd rather have someone, like, bring that stuff to me. Ah, uh, okay. Really getting out of my car in general. Like, yeah. if I could drive. Or your house. Yeah, if I could yeah. drive through everywhere and not ever have to get out or leave my house, then that would be my ideal situation. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Coming so, here was a struggle. Amazon Go, you may have a couple of things to, to work out there. How about <laughs> award season? Ooh, odds. Odds, you yeah. like it. I'm, like, strangely infatuated with the award shows. And, like, I care about who wins, kind of. But it's more of just, like, I like seeing the stars interact with each other. Um, and it's just fun for me. It's like it's, kind of, it's like a guilty pleasure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like fish of different species trying to interact. Yeah. yeah. And there's always something, there's always some mishap, you know. Like someone says something they weren't supposed to say right. or like they go on a rant during their uh, their speech yeah, or exactly. their presentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you like the beefs that celebrities have with each other? Do you like like the Katy Perry, Taylor Swift stuff? I'm not super up to speed with that. Um, so you're not into beefs? I don't really okay. care. Yeah. Right. Just curious about that because that seems to be something that could happen at award season as well. Uh, okay. Any particular awards that are your favorite? So, like, Oscars seem to be the biggest one, but are you more of a Grammys fan? The SAG Awards were this weekend. Yeah, I think the Oscars is probably my favorite. Yeah. I do enjoy, which one is TV? Golden Globe? Uh, Emmys? And the Golden Globes also gives that a bunch for TV as well. Right, they do TV and movies. Yeah, um, yeah I like all of them. Okay. But Oscars is because pro- that's, like, the most important, I guess. Um, but yeah. I also, I've never, usually, whenever those awards shows are on i haven't seen any of the movies that are the ones that are are, are up for nomination so i'll base who wins off of what i'm gonna watch or like who does the best but that one should be good i'll go home and watch that one now like (laughs) i'll wait until after award season to check it out yeah because why before it's just so much cheaper afterwards (laughs) that's that's true yeah how about zombies oh odds odds yeah so your style, so going back to Kill em With Cuteness, mm-hmm. uh, pins, patches, pennants, uh, you, T-shirts? You had some T-shirts? I did shirts once. Yeah. Um, it, I've, tote bags have done better for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you said that or not. Oh, totes much. bags. Totes, totes bags. Totes. They're totes. Tote bags. bags. Yes. Um, I am not opposed to doing more shirts. It's just kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, And, like, you have to assume that people want to wear your 
stuff all the time. I don't know, on their whole body. That's Correct. Just, yeah. That's a big assumption. Mm. I don't want to assume what you're going to wear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is the way to go. A pin is less of a commitment. Right. Ex- precisely. <laughs> uh, but a lot of pieces of flair and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But your style in general is a little bit darker. It's a little bit, I wouldn't say like fully macabre or anything. No. But, uh, zombie seems to work with your... Uh, your uh, artistic style. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Like, I'm only just now at 32 years old, you know, like watching quote-unquote scary stuff like I saw it this year. Mm-hmm. Very shocking that I did that. I went to the movie theater and saw it. Um, but, like, I'm not afraid of zombies. I don't think that that's ever going to happen. So Right. Well, I, that's a good thing. Right. So I enjoy those that's movies. What they want I you to think, think they're entertaining, and I'm cool with zombies. Um, and I'm cool with stuff like, you know, Beetlejuice and The Addams Family. And that was kind of, like, my level of spooky whenever I was a kid. It was just, you know, like, dark enough, and I could relate to it, but it wasn't, like, scaring the crap out of me. Like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. And how did it do with you? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Like... I loved it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it Talk with Kaylee and Nick. <laughs> Welcome. I did really enjoy it, though. Like, did you see the movie? Yeah, yeah. I, and Pennywise, I should say, Pennywise is a big listener. Every 10 years or 27 years or so, he tunes into every episode. I will only say good things about him. Yeah, you should. Um, but who was, it was the Skarsgård that played him. Skarsgård. Right. Isn't that it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one, but I just like saying Skarsgård. Is this going to be part of the quiz at the end? Is it is absolutely not, because I, I have no idea who that was. Um, that that guy, he's young. I think he's only like 26 or 27. Yeah. He did a really good job. And those kids, like the one of the kids from Stranger Things. Um, he was so funny. He was the best part of the movie. Spoiler alert. He was really funny. Yeah, he was the best. Okay. Um, he swears a lot, and I enjoyed that. Kid swearing. It was, it was really Other good. than my children. Oh, no. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only for entertainment. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, speaking of entertainment, uh, odds or ends, taking your phone in the bathroom. <sighs> Wait, what do you mean? Answering the phone or like taking it with me while I'm texting? Taking Just taking it with you into the restroom. Oh, yeah. Odds. Yeah. When I like feel like I'm missing something if I don't take my phone into the bathroom with me. Okay. It's, yeah. Because that's when stuff. Is that's that too the, much information? I don't that's know. That's when the zombie outbreak <laughs> is going to happen. That's when the Oscars are, <laughs> you know, so you got to keep up Can't on that. Can't miss anything. Right. Okay. No, I feel I like I like remember to do stuff, like answer emails when I bring my phone to the bathroom with me. So it's your quiet time. Yes. Yeah. I could see that. Okay. Good. <laughs> How about coffee? Oh, odds. Odds. Yeah. Even though today I got a chai tea. Um, but I, it's because I'm more of a Dunkin' Donuts girl than I am Starbucks. Is this this totally politics we're going to get into today? This is, um, yeah. But it's basically, basically because I want, like, crappy Dunkin' Donut coffee that's, like, loaded with sugar. And, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I do like coffee, though. I just got a Keurig for Christmas, and um, I enjoy that, too. So. What, you enjoy <laughs> the convenience of it? Yes. Yeah. And it's a pretty color. So. And it's a pretty color. <laughs> uh, and those pods, there's, like, 1.2 billion of them oh. in the world's landfills. Great. Yeah, so I'm just going to put that out there. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime. I recycle, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you're giving me a bad name. How about Black Mirror? Are you watching any of that? <sighs> kind of on the horror spectrum. Yes, um, odds for sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a ton of it. I 
have watched a few. Not any of the new ones, if you're going to ask me about those. No, 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 no. But, um, yes. But I feel like I have to, because some of them are really intense and, like, messed up. It's not like you can binge it, I don't think. No. Yeah. I, I would definitely, like, be up all night, like, right. making think, thinking my phone is going to murder me. Right. Like, <laughs> but I do like it a lot. And, uh, yeah. Do you think, um, it, let me ask you about technology in general. Do you think that we as a culture watch some of the stuff, whether it's Black Mirror or Terminator or uh, Matrix, and it makes us less apt to trust technology? Like, is that how you feel? Because you mentioned the, the phone murdering. Yeah, I mean, no, I think that we still are kind of slaves to it. Yeah, I don't think that it's de deterring us whatsoever. <laughs> well, because the latest thing is, you know, are we going to have artificial intelligence and is that going to take over? And I welcome that. Yeah. I'm just like, come on, artificial intelligence, just take over. Robots. Yeah. Odds. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good. We're learning a lot about you. Speaking of robots and AI, driverless cars, odds or ends? Odds. Yeah. Because we spoke earlier about my... Uh, parking anxiety so if the car can park itself and i don't have to yes 100 percent. Oh, okay so this is a good question then would you go out more probably ah. is the car just going to drop me off like it, I, either way like an uber for me and it'll just go home and come back and get me when i'm done oh that would be funny the car has to do stuff at home <laughs> so it's just going to drop you and then change my laundry yeah do yeah. the dishes yeah that yeah. would be awesome Car's um, got some errands to run. Yeah, I would definitely be going more places that I didn't know about the parking lot if, if the car was going to drive for me. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I don't know the driverless cars, like the different organizations that are working on those have even thought of that. Mm -hmm. Is basically getting shut-ins out. Yeah. Who are just scared of parking. I'm not necessarily a shut-in. It's just if I don't know about the parking lot, uh -huh. I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to go there. You notice how it sounded like you just said you were shut-in, right? Yeah, I yeah. get it. It's okay. fine. <laughs> My favorite bars have parking lots, so... Okay, very good. <laughs> uh, let's go back to movies for a second. How are you feeling in general about cinematic universes? Odds or ends? What do you mean, like Marvel and Marvel, stuff like Marvel, DC, that? even Star Wars to an extent. Yeah, odds. Odds? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. like the storytelling there? And... I do. I'm, like, not super into any of it. I know all the characters, and, you know, I've seen the majority of the movies, but mm -hmm. I like... I enjoy watching, like, the Marvel movies and seeing some cameos of, you know, I don't know, the Hulk or whatever in a sure. movie that he's not supposed to be in. I'm like, right. oh, that's cool. Or, you know, I don't know. I enjoy it. I think it's I think we should, now that you mention it, we should digitally insert the Hulk into a lot of other movies as well. I would enjoy that. I like yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, he's, I mean, like, older movies, like Gone with the Wind okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Him yeah. as... Bruce, Bruce Banner, Banner or as the Hulk. Like, Both. Okay. All yeah. right. Cool. I think we could just do it. I think I'm... Mark Ruffalo, big listener to the show. <laughs> so let's work on that. I hope You've he got... doesn't expect a Hulk pin because that's probably not going to happen. No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> I think he's okay with that. So we'll just do a Mark Ruffalo pin. Cool. Or we'll just work on his career. We could just be consultants on how to get him digitally inserted In into movies. other movies. Yeah. Because who's going to know more than you and I? You're you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo odds. Okay. Good to know, Mark. I'm just going to ask myself the questions now. Yeah, okay, great, great. You're welcome to ask me any questions as well. Uh, how about cursive? 
States are starting to teach it again, to start requiring it again. So you just threw me off for a second because there's a band named there's Cursive. Also a band. And I was so, like, this is, how would he know that I would know this? You could so do, okay, so you could do both. Enjoy both. Both are odds. Um, but Cursive handwriting, you said they're starting to teach it again, like as if they didn't teach it before. So they stopped requiring it in a lot of I states for a while. I did hear about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think Florida, I can't remember exactly if they had stopped and started back up. But New York State, I know, was a big story, I think, last year or the year before where they had stopped and now they're requiring it again. Yes. Odds. I write in cursive whenever I get the chance. Really? Yeah. I enjoy it a lot. It's weird. Is that, do you feel like that's uh, because of your artistic background, your creative background, or is it something else? There's just sort of a satisfying experience. Maybe. I mean, I just think it's pretty and I like to write in cursive. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably an artistic thing. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Good. My handwriting is terrible either way. So I think that's part of it for me is uh, I just like it when people can't read what I'm writing. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Sandwiches. Odds or ends? This is a tough subject for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew we were going to get deep this morning. I didn't realize that sandwiches was going to be the... So, ironically, I, I had a sandwich yesterday. I had a Wawa sandwich, and it was delicious. Um, okay. It was turkey and bacon and some kind of chipotle sauce. It was great. I loved it. Um, but- Wawa talk with uh, Kaylee and Nick. Yes. Um, but I... I'm such a picky eater, and I don't think I want all of these different foods at the same time. Like, I'd rather eat them separately. I usually, like, will deconstruct my sandwich and just, like, break it apart like a child and just eat the meat and bread separate anyway. Um, oh, okay. But, like, I don't want lettuce on my sandwich. It's usually just, like, meat and cheese and bread, <laughs> and, like, salt and pepper. Um, so you want the charcuterie plate of sandwiches? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, weird about vegetables and stuff like that. So I'm kind of, I well, guess. who isn't? I know. I, the ones I like don't go on sandwiches. Like, what do you broccoli on a sandwich? I don't think that works. Mm, you grill it and, no, it doesn't. No, it really not doesn't. at all. Okay. Edamame on a sandwich? No, I don't. Anyway, it just, the. I'm going to go with ends. Okay. <laughs> the long story, very long story short. Ends on sandwiches. How about the beach? Live in Florida. And are you from Florida? I am from Florida. And did you grow up on the coast or did you grow up on the interior? On the interior. Yeah. Um, yeah, ends. I feel like the beach in theory, you know, like, oh, okay, that would be nice. There's water and there's sun. Mm-hmm. There's sand and there's salt in that water. Also there's some parking you issues. You can't usually A there is parking yep. issues. Um I, the only times I've enjoyed going to the beach, my family uh, had an RV and I think he used to be able to park on Daytona Beach. Maybe. Yeah, you still can. Oh, okay. That was the last time I went to the beach. Was <laughs> was some time ago. Right. No. Um. And so we would take the RV there and so I could immediately shower after being done in the salt water uh, and like the sand. Okay. And so that was, I was okay with that after ride home all sticky and gross. And yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. But I also like... You don't know what's in the ocean. Like, you can't see to the bottom, at least not in the beaches around here. Like, I guess if you went to clear water, it's a little bit Maybe. clearer. Maybe. But even still, like, do you really want to be able to see what's down there? No. But yeah. either way, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. It's no. So, no. Ends. Okay. Ends for the How beach. do you feel about the beach? 
Uh, I grew up in Ormond Beach. Okay. Uh, so just a little bit north of Daytona, like right by the beach. I could go there anytime, and I often did. So I liked it when I was a kid because mm-hmm. it was right there. I and liked I could, it when I was a kid, too. I could walk back to my house and just hose off, right. basically, and yeah. I would be done with it. That makes and, sense. And, uh, yeah, now it's, again, it's, it's a hassle, mm. mm-hmm. right? Like going there and trying to get everything ready and... Now I don't necessarily like to be hot all the time. Yeah, no. And the sand is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a very good argument. You, cool. Yeah, I'm <laughs> compelled to say ends myself. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> tiny houses. Ooh, odds. My brother has a tiny house. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Him and my dad uh, built one from scratch. No kidding. And yeah, it's super awesome. Where's this? Um, It's in Orlando. Oh, Wow. And does he, how long has he lived in it? Um, it's been like a little over a year, I think, like yeah. a year in November. Um, but yeah, he loves it. Still in it. Yep. So there was a, there was a discussion and there was a study done about people who thought this would be a good idea for them, right? Mm-hmm. Like they go into this thinking, well, I want to declutter. I want to simplify my life. This is the way I'm going to do it. So they're forcing themselves to. Yeah. And then they have buyer's remorse. So six months later, they're like out. And I thought it'd be really cool if we could open like a a realtor or a house buying service that goes and harasses people in tiny homes. (laughs) Or like like, bullies them into hating it? Not necessarily, but just kind of reminding them, hey, remember when you used to have room to move around or you had a full bathroom? Remember that? We'll buy your house cheap. (laughs) Is that wrong? Like, I mean, ethically, no, is that just on the line? I don't think so. They're okay. probably already at that point. Right. You can just push them right over the edge. Right. It's fine. Get a tiny house for next to nothing. <laughs> he loves it, though. Yeah. Like, and actually, his bathroom, I want to say they made it because, you know, they built it themselves. And right. I feel like he might have sacrificed some space in his kitchen so the bathroom could be a little bit bigger. Like, where, I don't know if you remember, I'm only four foot ten. If you can notice that when we were walking. I, I, um, do, I mean, we just started right, knowing walking each other. next to yeah, each other. Yeah. Um, so my brother's, only, he's maybe like 5'4 or something like that. We're not big people. Right. Um, so we don't need a lot of space anyway. And uh, like height wise, you know, whatever. Um, Width wise. Length wise. Yeah. All of the wise. Time, time wise. <laughs> like how many dimensions do you want to go here? We don't need scent, a lot of space. Wise. Yeah, well, he might actually okay, need gotcha. space and wise. Um, but yeah, he really he actually just moved his significant other into his house with them and which is <sighs> I feel like a, a pretty big commitment in a tiny house. Um, and it seems like it's going okay for them too. So So it's not on I think it's not on wheels or anything. It is on wheels. Oh, it is on wheels. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is on wheels. So he can take it and move around. So uh, you just have to enjoy not your house in order to, I think, have the perfect tiny house experience. He loves it. He's no, no, no. In, oh, I, but I mean, no, like, I mean, like inside. To, like he right. hangs out inside all the time. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know. But he, you think that I'm the shut-in. He's a lot more one than I am. I never said you were shut-in. You said it twice I now. said you, <laughs> based on what you were saying, Oh, I, I did. I did it to myself. I did it to myself. It's yeah, fine. I may have said that. Um, but no, you're. It's. It's definitely a commitment. I don't think that I could do it. Yeah. Mainly because I would be sacrificing like half of the house for my closet. You know, I wouldn't be able to downsize like 
bags and shoes and clothes and stuff like that. Right, right. Like under the house, maybe. I don't know. It's not. Well, I mean, I don't know that they have too many three-story tiny houses, but. They could. Let's look into it. Or, you you know, like some RVs have the extensions where you can like push out the sides. Yeah. Yeah, I would just have, that would be where my clothes are. I I wouldn't even put it on wheels. I'll just be like, let me put it into the ground because I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. And then add the closet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or a shed in the back that's just separate from the tiny house. My my closet shed. A second my tiny house. Shed. A second tiny house for my closet. Right. Perfect. So basically what we're doing is taking all the rooms of your house and, separating and just them. separating them out. The kitchen house it's way is over cheaper there. that way. Actually, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think that would be a very interesting way of an experiment on how to live. I'm going to say odds for that, too. Okay, great. <laughs> Last question, and I will clarify this. Cobbler, the dessert, mm-hmm. not the person who fits, uh, fixes the shoes. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Odds or ends? Uh, ends. Ends, not so much cobbler. No, I feel like that's a close relative of pie, and I'm not a big pie person either. Okay. I actually hate making pies. Um, if any of As my, we all do. My ex-coworkers from a bakery I was at recently know that pies are the enemy. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots, lots re- of pie listeners uh, out there. Yeah. I apologize. It's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm not opposed to a good pie. I just was burnt literally and figuratively uh, from having to make them all holiday season. Ah, uh, okay. So you are, from a flavor profile perspective, do you mind them? Do you not? No, it, I just, obviously I'm just it's not. not like favorite. if I was going to pick a dessert, it would yeah. not be cobbler or a pie. So as a baker, and we'll get into this, mm-hmm. as somebody who has made desserts professionally and I'm sure at home as well, mm-hmm. what is your go-to dessert? One that I'm going to make myself. Or one you're going to, oh, so one you're going to make yourself and one you're going to order when you're out. Hmm. If I'm out, I'm more likely to get ice cream. That okay. would be like my number one go-to. And I don't want to make ice cream. So no, nobody not, wants not, yeah, I don't even know how you make it. It's some sort of black magic. You can't make it yourself. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually witches. That's right. how that it comes to be. Um, if I'm going to make it myself, that's a tough question. I, I actually don't do a ton of baking at home, um, ironically, because it was my job. Um, I made this uh, ch- churro cheesecake bar. Over the holiday break, yeah, I went to a, um, not holiday break, I'm not in any sort of school <laughs> during, the, the during the holidays, Okay. Um, and I had never made it before, but it was just like croissant dough and like cream cheese and sugar and I think butter. Cinnamon. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then more croissant dough and then just cinnamon and sugar and butter on top and you just bake it in the oven and it was like the most, we went to a Mexican themed Friendsgiving and so I just like went on the internet and was like Mexican dessert and this came up and it was amazing. And it was so easy. That so. sounds really good. I'm yeah. starving now. It was really good. So we're going to have to go and uh, so we're going to go make some of that right now yeah. in the WPRK kitchen. I brought the ingredients kitchen. with me. Yeah, so. well, I asked you to bring it because <laughs> you knew that question was going to come up. I appreciate that. So we're going to come back. Let's play some. Do you want to hear? Oh, let's just listen to Dust Bunnies by Betty Serviert. Servert. Sounds good to me. Yeah, because I can't say it. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, my special guest, Kaylee Friend. We'll be back with more uh, talking about things.
Thanks. That was yeah. such an awkward way to say that. <laughs> On WPRK, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Betty Servert on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was Dust Bunny. Dust Bunnies? I think you said Dust Bunnies. Yeah, it's plural. Plural. There's more than one because they're bunnies. I mean, you know, you know. I don't want to just see one bunny. Right. No, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Special guest, Kaylee Friend. Look her up on killemwithcute.com. Yep. Uh, but the name of the organization and your institution, I'll call it, is mm-hmm. Kill em With Cuteness. So I consume a lot of pop culture myself. And one of the reasons I do is because I'm always thinking, like, what if I'm in that situation? I need to know what to do. Okay. So what if I'm at a Christmas party in the Nakatomi Plaza and terrorists take over? Or... What if I live in a small Indiana town where the Department of Energy is doing experiments on children or any of those scenarios, Mm -hmm. right? I need to know what to do and I can't think on, you know, on the fly and try to come up with seat of my pants kind of things. And so that's why I watch a lot of stuff. Uh, What I like about it, too, is then I then understand most of the references or all of the references, I think, (laughs) on your site. So... Whether it's Liz Lemon or It's Always Sunny or Bob's Burgers or any of your stuff. Uh, So you do pins and patches and other pieces of flair. Mm -hmm. Where do you find that inspiration? Like what um, we're looking at some of your stuff here and you've got everything from uh, I think this is your goth. uh, What kind of flower is this? Oh, no, that is just um, my logo. Oh, that's your logo. Yeah, I just, you know. Pulled that out of my brain. Very nice. Um, You've got Cousin It. You've got the X-Ray Specs. And I think you wanted to talk about the uh, Jason Siegel one that you have. Yeah, we can go back to that. Okay. Um, but where do you I've, come up with the ideas? So, really, you don't need to be current on any pop culture because, like, 90% of the stuff that I'm referencing is from, like, you know, 20 years ago. Um, I don't know. I just... When this... When I first started doing this, I actually, the first pin that I did was the Professor Snape. Yeah. And um, and that is obviously current. I mean, current-ish, at least. Um, and that really came about because Alan Rickman had just died. And there wasn't one out there. Like, if you go to Universal still, they don't have a Professor Snape pin or any... Really, they don't have a lot with with Snape on it, and I feel mm-hmm. like maybe he had something to do with that, like not wanting to be in the theme park so much. So that was really how that got kicked off, and after that, it was mostly me being like, I want a pin with this on it, and no one else has done it yet, so I'm going to make it happen. Um, and I just pulled from the stuff that I like. Like, you know, the Beetlejuice cartoon was just something that was nostalgic to me as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, um, and really, obviously, the movie, too, but I went with the cartoon. Adam's Family is one of my favorite movies, you know, Empire Records, Little Shop of Horrors, all of those things that I'm referencing are just things that I like, and I'm, like, hoping that other people <laughs> want to buy it, too, and thankfully, it's worked out so far, but it's always a gamble, you know, like, just hoping that other people like the stuff that I like. So you went out there, though, not necessarily thinking that you were going to create, like, a a side business. You were just... Yeah, I just was like, I want this, Mm -hmm. and I think other people will appreciate it. And I I started one at a time. You know, I started with the Snape pin, and, um, you know, 
made a good profit from that. And the next one I did after that was Lydia and then Audrey too. And, you know, after that, I was able to do like two or three at a time, you know, and build up an inventory. But I didn't think it was going to be anything at all. You know, I didn't have like super high expectations. And it's been almost two years now and I'm really shocked that I'm still, still going. Yeah. <laughs> So you're you're also not doing this. What I what I like about uh, the maker movement and sort of this I don't want to call it an Etsy sort of ethos because I think that that is like that's not a popular site anymore. I think for a lot of yeah. makers, but the idea that like you're not looking to mass produce things, you're not looking to find that magic design and then make a million of them, right? And. I think a lot of the consumers don't understand that, that I'm not, you know, ready. We have to order these a hundred at a time. Right. Um, and I might not be ready to restock it if I want to do something new. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting here on like a ton of funds ready to just like produce every pin I've ever thought of in my head, you know? Um, so I'm not trying to like have my stuff sold at Urban Outfitters or something like that. Right, right. If that happened, that would be awesome. But it's not like my end game or really a goal at all. Well, if Urban Outfitters wanted it, they'd probably just steal it. You're not wrong about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think the, and I think that's what, and this is how I connected to it and why I go to Will's Affair and Big Bang Bazaar and some of these other shows is that I can connect one-on-one with the creative mind behind it. Right. So I, I got the, I saw the Wookiee Tiki pin mm-hmm. that you did. So that's, I've featured that on my Instagram a couple of times. And yeah. like, I liked it so much. I had to write you a letter afterwards telling you that I liked it. I, I didn't tell you this, but I was actually nervous about that review. Cause I was like, I hope this is something positive. When you wrote to me and you're like, I'm going to send you this analog Yelp review. And I was like, well, I hope it's good. Oh. <laughs> what if I got this thing in the mail that was like, what is this garbage you sent Why? me? Why? The, you know, it has gotten me no attention from anyone. Not enough likes on Why? my Instagram. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. It's it's fantastic. And again, I think that it's that what I'm attracted to and what I really like about it is you're making these things not necessarily, uh, you know, for what for profit. Yes. Yeah. But not to, you know, create an empire or anything like that. Right. I mean... One of my favorite things is when I do, you know, local pop-ups and stuff like that is seeing people get excited. Like, oh, my God, is that Cousin It? Or, you know, like, is that from the Beetlejuice cartoon? And then I get to, like, you know, nerd out with them for a second. And that's really, like, the best part. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the Liz Lemon pennant, the Mm -hmm. I want to go to there, is one of my favorite lines from that show. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, it captures... The the Tina Fey writing and the humor of that show all in one. And it's so perfect. And that's another thing, too. And I always know, like, who gets it and who doesn't. Because a lot of people just walk up and they're like, oh, I want to go there. And I'm like, that's not what it is. Like, <laughs> I never correct them. And I'm like, actually, it's I want to go to there. And it's uh, Liz Lemon. And right. <laughs> you need to get it right. I, I'm uh, sorry. I can't sell this to you <laughs> because you don't know the reference. Exactly. I would never do that. Um, I'm kind of a business person. I would would still take their money, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate that you get that. (laughs) It's legit my favorite show. Uh, so what does, so from your background though, this wasn't create or, um, uh, design. Was that part of your background? Is that something that you kind of fell into and you just 
happened to create one pen because you saw a need and then right. so you made more? I don't have a background in design at all. And actually, I'm going to say the first like half of the pins that I did was designed um, by a significant other that I was with. I was pitching him ideas and he was doing the designs. Hmm. And then I would say the second half of my inventory was done by me because he showed me how to use the, you know, how to use Illustrator and whatever, which is cool because now I can do it myself. It's really awesome. Getting pins, uh, patches, other things done is, it doesn't seem like it's that difficult in terms of finding a manufacturer. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about finding the right manufacturer and making sure the quality and all of that. Yeah. But I think what's difficult is uh, making, differentiating yourself in a really, really competitive I mean, in the sense pretty, that there's a lot. It's pretty oversaturated yeah. at this point. I mean, I when I started... I think was close to the peak of people, you know, opening pin shops and stuff like that. And I don't know where else you were going with that question, but it is hard to stand out. It's hard. It's also hard to try to decide on something that hasn't been done before. Right. Um, I do a lot of scouring the internet and hoping that I don't see something that I already have, you know, like ready to go. And there have been times where I had something in the works and someone came out with it right before I did and I had to stop, like, stop production. Um, just because you don't want, like, not necessarily bad blood, but, you know, it's, there There puts a very clear competition there, too. Like, which one are you going to buy? This one that I put out or this one this other person just right. put out? Like, it's, that is tough. Um, is that what you were going to ask me? <laughs> well, the, the part of the uh, was going to suggest is that you've got, even with the saturation that you're talking about or mm -hmm. the oversaturation, you've got an incredible following. So you got a lot of people following you on Instagram. It seems like you are doing pretty well on the site in terms of uh, being able to sell stuff out, which I like that idea, too, because then you have a limited quantity. You want to go get it before it does sell out. Yeah. And then being able to move on to your next very thought through and thoughtful design. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like I, I lucked out when I, when I first started maybe a couple months in to me having my shop to where, you know, there, I don't really know if they have them so much anymore, but there were Instagram's, uh, Instagram pages dedicated to reposting for people that were trying to sell their pins. And so you would pay, you know, five or $10 for an ad to, to kind of get your name out there because yeah. they would have like 50 or 60,000 followers and you were guaranteed some you know, play off. Exactly. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and I did do that at the beginning. I was paying for ads because how else was anybody going to see what I had? And I fell into um, a group of girls who all over, all over the country. And then there were some people who um, lived in the UK and I think South Africa. Um, I got asked to be in this group of ladies that all had their own pin shops and we had our own Facebook page and own Instagram page. And, Somehow this, it was called Girl Pin Gang. It's not anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about it in the, in the past. Um, but, and talk about support, like, you know, help. Because a lot of us were pretty new. Some girls have been doing it for like three, four years, whatever. And um, that page grew enormously in maybe like six months. I think they had like 60 or 70,000 followers. And we would get rotating ads on there too. And that would help. And I didn't have to pay for that because I was part of the group. That's awesome. And yeah, that was probably the biggest thing that helped me and made me really appreciate the internet. Like it's, it was insane because I don't promote anywhere else, like just solely on Instagram. <laughs>
which is my fault. I should do more. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. But I, I love the idea that, you know, there's a group of people getting together that are selling similar things, mm-hmm. but supporting each other. And I feel like not only do you see that online and in groups like that, but you see it at the shows that we do here in town yeah. and the artists that are here in town and the vendors where they're working with each other and trying to help each other out rather than doing this competitive, yeah. any kind of weird bullying sort of stuff. I just don't see that at some of the events. It wasn't like that at all. I mean, I think there was maybe like 40 girls in the group and maybe mm-hmm. half of us were active. And there was maybe like one person who would cause a problem, you know, and that's the the odds there are against us, I would think, a group of ladies that could get catty. But it was, you know, it helped me a lot. Everyone had really good advice. I actually um, went to Chicago twice for events that they put on and was able to go sell my stuff there. Like, that was super awesome. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was really cool. That was actually the very first in-person event I did was last year in Chicago. Um, talk about stress fest. 2016. Yeah, <laughs> having to go up there with all your stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then do a booth and you have no idea what's going to happen there. And not have a meltdown. Yeah. I mean, I made it. I didn't have one. <laughs> Good job. I, went, I went again this year too and it was, you know, really successful, really cool. I I saw the same people, um, not like obviously the same vendors, mm-hmm. but the same customers come through and like remember me and like be really excited to be there. Or people like coming and be like, oh, I came just so I could get this from you. And I was like, that's so awesome. You know, I don't like, I just assume no one knows who I am. So it's cool when, I, when you get recognized in a different city. But it is that. So I've ordered some pins online. Uh, but when I went to Megacon, for example, or mm-hmm. I saw you at uh, one of the events, It's so much more fulfilling to talk to the person who made it, figure out why they made it, um, you know, share the humor in it as well Mm -hmm. and just kind of laugh together over whatever it is that you made or maybe share a memory of whatever it is, whether it's Beetlejuice or something else. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a nice, easy, common ground to have with people. You know, I feel like especially meeting a stranger, it's hard to find stuff to talk about. And so these silly little things make it easier to have a connection with people and i really enjoy that very nice yeah uh would you give or do you have any advice for somebody who wants to go out there and do something maybe not pins since Mm -hmm. you've cornered the market on it obviously (laughs) but something else uh that's out there on the creative side and go and do shows and uh things of that nature i mean really all i have to say is to just go for it with the lack of a better term I feel like a very cliche like cat poster um but uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about like hang yeah. in there yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah just do it if you are passionate about something or you you feel like you know people are gonna even if it's you know one person is gonna enjoy what you made you know and you're not having to make this super huge investment because of it you know what I mean you just do it like Nine times out of ten, it's going to turn out better than you think it's going to. And that's what I've seen, at least. And it's this is coming from someone who has put maybe 50% effort <laughs> in. And I've if I tried a lot harder, I'd probably be a lot more successful. But, yeah. Well, then I, okay, so building on that, though, if you did that, mm-hmm. would this be a job and would you enjoy it anymore? Um, it probably could be a job. And I probably wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> we talked the, about this earlier. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this off air 
one of the goals for this, I would imagine, is to make money, is to continue yeah. producing things, is to scratch a creative itch that you have. But it's not necessarily to uh, get rich. Yeah, it's it's kind of more of a hobby now. Um, and, you know, my friends will hear me complain about it, like, oh, I have to go home and, you know, pack some orders or whatever. But that's awesome that I get to go yeah. home, you know, that I, like, have orders to pack. And, and if they that, were your real friends, they would come over and help you. Oh, they do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've recruited people several times to come help me. Um, but it... It is something that keeps me busy, probably busier than I would like, but, you know, it's, I don't know what I would do without it now. It's Mm -hmm. just such an extension of my life, and, um, yeah, I I don't want to have to rely on it. It is, I want it to stay, like, my fun extra side project that is fun to talk about, you know, like, it's... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's leave it there for now. It's the end of the first hour already. Cool. Can you believe that? No, I can't. It's so easy to talk to me. It's You're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, I'll take both of those. <laughs> so I've got a uh, a bit of a whimsical song. This is called Bears by Lyle Lovett because I feel like you're a fun and whimsical person. We were just talking about having fun and whimsy is a big part of that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Whimsy. Yeah. Uh, so this is Bears by Law. Love it. We'll be back with Kaylee Friend. Uh, visit her at killingwithcute.com. And we're going to be back in a few minutes with bad business ideas. Ooh, I'm excited. Great. <laughs> that works out really well for me. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. That was Stay on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Before Stay, we heard from uh, Senor Lyle Lovett with Bears, uh, one of my favorite songs from him and a live version of that song from the album Step Inside This House. Stay was You Don't Get It and You Never Will, which seems like the appropriate song to play right before Bad Business Ideas <laughs> because a lot of them are a little bit of a stretch of imagination. My very special guest, Kaylee Friend, is here. Kaylee, good morning. Morning. And uh, Kaylee is, Kill em With Cuteness is the name of her organization. That's me. Cute.com. Mm-hmm. Successful business person. I think so. Wonderfully successful. <laughs> so I think having you on for Bad Business Ideas to help me usher in these two ideas and pick one that is best. And by being on the show, you are obligated to then run that business. I don't know if you saw that in the disclaimer that I may or may not have sent you. This is going to be like a a test of actually how successful I am, as if I could make one of these work. Oh, you'll (laughs) you'll be able to make it work. Okay, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure. (laughs) So first, though, we have to play the song. Bad business ideas time to pick just one it's gonna be totally legal we hope it won't hurt anyone so come on have some fun is that you singing it is not (laughs) it is not that is a fiverr special right there bad business ideas our philosophy is the same as our disclaimer proceed at your own risk okay so kaylee may i call you kaylee yes great please, please do great uh, successful business owner, you're always looking for opportunities, and some of the best opportunities can fa- can be found when an industry decides to turn its back on some of its customers. Okay. What is this industry that I'm talking about? The airlines. 
So Delta just announced that they're going to be cracking down on emotional support animals and traveling emotional support animals. Okay. Uh, So more documentation. Basically what they feel is like everybody's kind of bringing stuff on. I mean, what documentation did they require beforehand? I feel like you could really bring anything. You really could. Yeah. And now they're going to be requiring a lot of additional information okay. and documentation. All right. Uh, they're going to be requiring it 48 hours beforehand. So you have to have it. You can't just like throw it together last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not a lot of exotic or almost no exotic support animals on flights, possibly including, I didn't check this out, ducks, snakes, spiders, some of the ones that they've already tried. I'm already enjoying this because oh. I don't want to fly next to a snake. Oh, then you're going to hate this idea. <laughs> so in general, though, if Delta does it, that means the other airlines are probably going to do it as well. Yeah. So that leaves us in a good position. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's try it at the same time. I'm going to count to three and then we'll say what we think I'm thinking. Okay. One, two, three. Animal-friendly airline. I like your idea, too. Okay, let's explore that in a second, because that might actually be easier. What I was thinking is uh, creating a new airline called When Pigs Fly. It'll be the only airline to not only be accepting of all emotional support animals, but actually require it. Oh. So you can't fly without an animal. Okay. Now, that, the more I think about that, I was thinking like, oh, well, people will have to buy tickets for their animals. Mm -hmm. That's great because every person will be two tickets. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm thinking about if you have a snake and a mouse or Mm a pig and something that eats pigs, uh, that could be dangerous. So let's go with your idea, sneaking the pets on. Let's still call it when pigs fly. Mm -hmm. But we will have basically camouflaged carry-ons. Yeah, I'm thinking like what they're putting the animal in looks more like a suitcase, but there's some sort of, you know, air holes for maybe some sort of mesh over it. If we know anything about TSA, they love it when you have stuff that's hidden within your, yeah. So perfect. So really, and so this gets to the heart of it, is we need our emotional support animals, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I have to visit my folks. I'm going to need my fox. I'm going to reunion, not without my red knee tarantula or another wedding. Ha ha, wallabies. Yeah, I I, I mean, I'm supportive of all of this. I, the more that I think about that these animals will be under wraps, I'm okay with that. Like, because it, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people that need their support dog, they need to hold it. Like, while they're on the plane. You know what I mean? So, I'm picturing people with, like, their, you know, python around their neck, but they can't. Seems like the worst place to put your python. Yeah. Yeah. But. But, yeah, your support animal. Like, I need this. This is comforting me, you know, whatever. But if the animals are being smuggled in and not, like, interacting with each other, I think it might might be okay. Okay. I'm I'm not totally off board with with this. Great. With this idea. When pigs fly. That's number one. Mm-hmm. That's idea number okay. one. Okay, all right. Idea number two. Sorry, I got to count there for a second. Swear jars. Okay. Are you familiar with them? Yes. Have you ever tried using one? No. Okay. The idea is solid. Basically, you're uh, you're punishing bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get people to do something that is good. Is mm-hmm. not swearing in this case. There's a lot of downsides though. Besides being on the honor system, uh, it's really easy to break a swear jar. 
like break the actual jar or break yeah. the rules? Break oh. the rules. Okay. Because it is the honor system. And then break into it and steal the money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's, they're just for swearing. So until now, we're going to start a new app called Jerk Jar that relies on crowdsourcing the punishment and the amount you will pay. And since everything is done electronically, you can't pretend to put money in. We'll actually just take it out of your PayPal or your bank account. Okay. So this is mainly, I I kind of envision this for a situation where you have roommates. Maybe you have a couple of roommates and somebody really messes up the kitchen, making a souffle, doesn't clean up the mess. So through Jerk Jar, you can tag that person with a transgression and the fine amount. And maybe you have a second roommate that will back you up and say, Oh, yes, they did do that, but maybe instead of $10, let's just do 8 and then they have to pay. So one of two things could happen. You could either take it out automatically because you have a consensus from the, you know, the tribe has spoken, mm-hmm. or you could lock their phone. Like, this is the, the app's on your phone. Okay. You could lock their phone until they agree to pay the 8 or 10 or however many dollars. It doesn't just automatically come out of their account. It's it can. not it's not like a, you know, auto pay. I like the idea of holding their phone hostage for some reason. Yeah, I mean, that is I a feel punishment like that makes it for real. most people. Yeah. Cuz maybe they're like, "Oh, yeah, I didn't clean the kitchen. That's worth $8 to me." Okay. Have you ever watched the show New Girl? <laughs> yes. So they're I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word, but Yeah, there's a D jar yes. on that. That's um, kind of where the idea so, came from. Right. But I like how like technological your idea is and how like basically everyone is on this app you can sabotage said jerk into paying up and this could potentially like you know get everybody in the house a new tv you know pay an electric bill absolutely like oh this is the one i'm choosing (laughs) <laughs> this is the idea that I <laughs> Well, let's role play real quick. Let's make sure it's a good idea. Okay. So I like how you're 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 into it. So let's just role play. All right. You'll be Gal Gadot, I'll be Linda Carter, and our roommate Adrian Palicki. <laughs> what did she do? Oh, man. She did something bad. What is this, an experience you've had with a roommate that you're like, I cannot believe you did that? So one of my old roommates used to play um well, I feel like everybody could be guilty of this, but and not everybody in the house could be guilty. It's, it's playing the game of how how much we're going to shove into the trash can before someone actually changes it. Like, how much more garbage can we put on top oh, yeah, without yeah, yeah. things either, like, without falling actually, yeah. out of the trash can? Sure. Um, it, that could all parties could be guilty for that though because everyone is going to put some you know you're going to put something into the trash can. I would imagine unless you're the most perfect person in the world. Right. Yeah. Um I mean dishes could have been left in the sink for like a week. I have had roommates do that too. Okay. Disgusting. All right, great. So yeah. gal Linda here. Uh you know, Adrian, this is bad. She she was she baked cooked a three-course dinner for, you know, her boyfriend or whatever a week ago and left all the dishes. All the dishes are still there. Yeah. You know I'm a germaphobe. I can't even go in the kitchen now. I haven't eaten in three days. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's so gross. So I would say we need to hit her with with a jerk jar. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, like, not money. Let's just shut off her phone for two days. Okay. What do you think about that? Until she do, until she cleans cleans up the mess. Basically, shut her phone down until she cleans up the mess. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Let's go on to our apps. <laughs> beep boop, boop beep. 
I like how we have sound yeah, effects. Um, I'm just gonna laugh my way through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And scene. <laughs> I so, think it's perfect. Jerk uh, jar. Yeah, but it, it's probably gonna gonna result in a lot of uh, broken leases. Oh yeah, broken <laughs> broken promises, broken leases. That's the sign of a good bad business idea. Yeah, definitely. is that it really ends relationships. I like this a lot. And possibly goes to court. <laughs> For what? Stealing someone's phone? Uh, potentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah, hijacking a phone or something along those lines. Yeah, I love it. Could be great. It's great. All right, very good. Well, I'm glad we got to pick that. Uh, we're going to come back with Kayla Friend. We're going to talk about more about music. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk more about Killing With Cuteness and some of the inspiration and where that comes from. And then, uh, yeah, what I want to talk to you, too, about is, like, coming out of high school, what were your plans and what did you end up doing? And you know, what advice would you give someone in that scenario as well? But first, let's hear a little bit. This seems appropriate after that. How about Karma Police from Radiohead, but the acapella version Ooh. from the Brown Derbies? Oh, yeah, I think this is going to be good. Yeah, on like WPRK, it. Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. <laughs> the Brown Derbies with Karma Police. I think is how you would pronounce it. The police? The police. That's how I say it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, that was a cover of a Radiohead song from the Brown Derby's album, Jericho. And that was before acapella was cool. Like before Pitch Perfect? She, that- yeah, let's assume that that's when it became cool. I, I think so. I'm sure there's all in a lot of acapella listeners, I'm sure, are very angry at me right now for saying <laughs> something like that. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. Kaylee Friend is here. Good morning again, Kaylee. Good morning. So, kill him with cuteness. Killhimwithcute.com. I feel like I'm saying your URL and the name of your organization a lot, but it's just because I'm such a big fan. But you're 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 plugging it. Yeah. No, I'm plugging away. <laughs> but I'm not mad I'm, about it. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm sure you're not mad about it. <laughs> But I'm looking at all your stuff here, and I'm like, this is, I, I love the idea of taking this back with me and looking at it and being inspired by it to create something of my own. Like, one of the things I can't do is design. I can write, sort of. I can almost host a radio show. There's a couple of other things I can juggle. That's my main marketable oh, I talent. I can't do that. Yeah. I also can't whistle. Um, so that has, it's relevant, but continue. Okay. Well, no, no, it's a talent. <laughs> apparently you wish you had. Yeah. I'm mad about it. I can tell. I can tell you're, you're not whistling Dixie. Uh, but the idea that you have this talent and you're out there making these things just makes me happy. It makes me happy. Well, but it makes you happy. It makes me happy that you're out here doing things that I'm going to recognize and occasionally purchase because I'm just so tickled by them. Like my uh, Wookiee Tiki pen. I'm glad that you like that one so much. I do. I really do. Uh, One thing I wanted to talk to you about is music, though. Okay. So I'm thinking about your creative process, and that could be anything, whether it's writing descriptions on your site or photography. You do some great photos on your Instagram feed, which is the main way you you promote your your stuff. Uh, What do you listen to when you're being creative or, you know, kind of what is the what is the thing that gets you into the mindset to either design the pins, do the photos or just get to work on this stuff? That is a tough question. Um, I feel like I'm pretty stunted music musically. (laughs) Um, I 
up and really up until the past couple of months, I had strictly been listening to to albums from like 2003. And I do have a few music inspired pins that show that, you know, it's a lot of like taking back Sunday and brand new and, um, you know, the postal service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just, I think, and you asked me about post high school and that's what I listened to that I graduated in 2003. And that apparently that's when all the great albums came out and I like fell in love with all of them. Um, I, that, that's really it. Those are all the things, you know, I listened to all that stuff, uh, and I, I, oh, I put on like Saves the Day radio and mm. it'll play, you know, a lot of that stuff and it'll either give me ideas or kind of bring me back to that time. Not necessarily when all of these things that, you know, all these pop culture things were because that was, that's all like some early, of them early before, 90s and stuff like that. Are, yeah, yeah, but I might have been watching those movies then or, you know, like that was just, uh, it's just nostalgic to me. All, like the music is nostalgic. It brings me back to, you know, to just feeling like a kid again, I guess. I still feel like a kid now, but, like, it that's what makes me happiest. Does well, that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I think that people sometimes, when they are going to be creative, they need to be in a particular mindset, right? Yeah. And so what you want to be is typically a mindset that's very confident. And if you were very confident back then, then that music makes sense for you. So in high school, coming out of high school, typically not super confident time for people. wasn't for me. I wouldn't say that, but it was a time where I was just discovering music. Up until then, I I wasn't, you know, there were a few bands here and there that I got into, but I hadn't really felt super passionate about, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it was during that time that I was introduced to a a lot of different bands that I just like fell in love with. Who or what introduced you to it? Um, oh man, I don't remember who. Now I have to think. <laughs> okay. I want it was probably a boy, you know, that yeah. was like, "Hey, listen to this band or whatever." I remember like the Plain White Tees being one of the first ones and I like I wouldn't stand behind a lot of their music now, but at the time I was like, "This is great and I love it," you know. I'd go to Warp Tour and it was like the best thing ever. It, well, it's it's great to hear that that there was this influence on you because I think Listening to music is important. I think listening to music and finding the right music to feed your creative soul so you can do the work that you need to do is important. Yeah. Um, And sometimes people need silence. Sometimes people need stuff without any kind of lyrics or things of that nature. But I I think um, when I am like wanting to do a product that is is music based is when I listen to music. And when I'm wanting to, you know, design something that is either television or movie inspired I'll put on my favorite TV I'll put on 30 Rock or I'll put on New Girl or whatever it happens to be I'll put on Reality Bites or every other Winona Ryder movie that I that I love (laughs) um I think that's more of what I do to inspire myself to get inspired yeah whether I'm watching it or not you know it'll just have to be on in the background and it'll be like oh I forgot about this and you know what, it, and it might not even be a reference from that movie, but it'll remind me of something else that gotcha. that'll kind of bring me there. So, what about the business side of things, like the you know setting up your LLC or corporation or whatever that was? Mm-hmm. And not, I don't want to like you don't have to step by step me through it, but yeah. that's what I'm trying to do next. So if you could, in, <laughs> in very great detail, tell me exactly. No, let's do that offline. But is that part enjoyable for you as well? Because some people are 
you know, they want to be the creative, but the business side really brings them down. Some people really enjoy the business side, but aren't on the creative side. Some people really like both. I do enjoy the business side of it. I think it takes a lot more for me to make moves like that. Um, like I kind of have to make myself do it. Like, all right, today I'm going to go register for my LLC. I, I actually remember the day I did it last year and being like, this was so easy. Why did I take so long to wait to do it? Basically with everything else ever in my life. Mm -hmm. you know, Like, why did I wait so long to do this? It was super easy. Um, but I do enjoy it and I do feel accomplished when I, you know, when I make moves like that. I can be very organized and I, I, and I say can be because I'm usually not, but when I sit down and make it happen, you know, like I enjoy all that stuff. So I think I like both sides of it for sure. Um, I just can't do both at the same time. <laughs> right. I have to have like business days and creative right. days and they're very You don't separate. have an, a spreadsheet and illustrator open at the same time. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're making a spreadsheet pen. Yes. Which I don't think would sell well. Probably. Yeah. Well, there's a big, you know what? There's a big accounting market that you haven't thought of yet, potentially. Just saying. Uh, let's come back to music in a second, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, not feeling like a grown-up. Um, coming out of high school. Yeah. Uh, everyone has certain expectations as a pop culture uh, or a cultural sort of uh, guidepost. We have all these expectations that we set upon teenagers and people coming out of high school. Yeah. Where were you and what ended up happening? I feel like I didn't give myself a ton of expectations. Um, and that kind of stems from, uh, you know, not wanting to be disappointed or feel like I didn't reach my goals. <laughs> I mean, it will go come in full circle now. New Year's same me. It's been the same since 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. New Year's Day me since 2003. This is ridiculous. I love it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think I, I set a ton of goals for myself. And and my, my parents didn't really put a lot of pressure on me either. You know, of course, they wanted me to go to school and I did. And it just kind of, uh, that was pretty much it. You know, like I, there were things that I felt like I was interested in. And then when I would seek them out, I realized that I wasn't super interested in them. Um you know, I always had it in my mind that I um, wanted to be a baker. I went to school for that for a little bit, and I actually, you know, have worked in that field. And it's another thing that I think needs to stay a hobby and not be my job. Mm -hmm. uh, because you enjoy it. Right. And I don't want to hate it. Um, and it's taken me, you know, 13 years to figure that out. <laughs> so you went to Valencia. Mm -hmm. uh, did you get your AA? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you tried out UCF, and it wasn't for you. Right. I feel like I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. Sure. Um, it is, I'm more, especially because I have this experience now, if I do go back to school, which hopefully would happen in the, in the near future, graphic design is one of two options, um, which I think there is a lot of jobs in that field. So you went to school uh, right out of high school. You went to Valencia. Yep. You didn't know what you wanted to do, so you tried a bunch of different things. You got your AA. Mm -hmm. The expectation was to go to UCF or another school afterwards, and mm -hmm. UCF's a great school. I graduated from there. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't for you. You ended up going back to Valencia and getting, what is it, a certificate? No, it was a, uh, an AS. An AS, thank you, yes, uh, in Baker. Bacon, management baking or? and pastry management. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
And that was something that fit what you wanted and what your passion was. Correct. At the time. Mm -hmm. Still passionate about it. Yeah. You know, it's fun for me. Um, I, it, it definitely fulfills a creative side. You know, I, I enjoy decorating cakes. I enjoy baking. I like food. Um, who doesn't like food, but, uh, it, it def I, I think that I, it needs to stay a hobby and it's, Again, with me, I can enjoy business stuff and I can enjoy creative things, but they can't mesh. Yeah, when you put them together. Yeah. Traditionally, for the artist, there's the day job, right? Like mm -hmm. there's something that brings in the uh, the lion's share of the revenue. Yep. That allows you to do the other stuff. Exactly. And some of the other stuff brings in revenue, but not enough usually to, to keep you going. Yeah, and I'm... I'm cool. I'm okay with my day job and having this yeah. on the side. It's, it's totally working out for me. Well, yeah, because the other thing about a day job, if you're going to be creative, is you want to be able to turn it off. Right. Right, like and walk away from that so you don't have to worry about it, think about it afterwards. I think once I, and it, obviously people that are artists and that can be their job, that's amazing. And I applaud them for being able to, I know they're not on all the time, but, you know, right. like rely on their creativity to make their living. I think that's too much pressure for me. <laughs> and uh, it's, it needs to say a side gig for sure. Nice. Yeah. So 2003 also marked a big year because it was really the beginning of the internet as a music delivery system. Mm -hmm. uh, so you had Napster and it was before that, but the file sharing services and yeah. stuff like that. Do you remember in the 90s though, the CD single? Yes. Okay, so this is something I really that, enjoyed buying those. They were neat because it was the only way to get, if you didn't want to buy the whole album just for one song, a lot of times you could buy the CD single. Mm -hmm. And as a, I don't know if the term is a completionist, but if I got into a band, I had to buy all their stuff. Okay. And so what happened a lot with the CD singles was they would have B-sides and maybe there was an import of a CD single that was a song that you couldn't get around here. Uh, and it drove me nuts because I would have to, like, I'd have to collect all of them. Okay. <laughs> and it really bugged me until, uh, this past week when I realized, um, and it, it stinks that, uh, she passed away or reared in. Cranberries? Yeah, the no. lead singer. But I realized that I had some stuff that wasn't on any of their album releases. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing because I'm hearing this again. It's bringing me back. Yeah. It's creating the sense of connection to a band that I, you know, hadn't thought of in a while. It stinks to say that, but there's so much music out there. Right. Uh, but it was, you know, I'm glad I did it. Looking back on it, I'm like, you know, that wasn't as dumb as I thought it was. Oh, yeah. all those CD singles. Yeah. And having them around. I love the Cranberries. That's awesome. Well, so let's hear a song from them. This is uh, I Don't Need. And I don't remember this being on any of their albums. I looked up their discography. This is one of the, one of the other day. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I think this is a uh, relatively unreleased B-side. So we'll listen to that on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The Cranberries on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was a song called I Don't Need, and it's actually available on the box set, uh, the complete sessions of No Need to Argue. So it was a unreleased B-side uh, that I happen to have, and I'm patting myself on the back for 
having that because it was it's a great track and it's very has very much the uh the cranberry sound oh yeah definitely so good morning my name is nick uh let's uh take it out of the so sad part for dolores o'reardon who passed away um and get back to kaylee friend it's me oh that's a terrible segue <laughs> so i'm just gonna cut that out of the podcast version <laughs> kaylee friend kill him with cuteness uh, thank you for being here today we're almost done really yeah well, don't sound so excited. Thank really? You for that. Oh, <laughs> thank goodness for that. My name is Nick. We do this every week. And uh, so if you miss a show or you think you've missed a show, which is even worse, That's... because if you've missed a show, you know you've missed it. But then if you think you've missed it and you're not sure. It means it wasn't that good. I'm I was going to say not, that part the, not knowing <laughs> is the worst. Wow. Okay. Well, because if you didn't miss it, but you can't remember. That's what I meant. But yeah, there's that anxiety that did I miss it? Did I not miss it? Okay. Like I would say that's worse. Sure. Great. <laughs> wow. Show's almost over. So we're going to do a pop quiz right now. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about Kill With Cuteness and where people can find you. But first, it's January 22nd. That's today. 2018. Okay. Okay. Big day. January 22nd. So mm -hmm. a lot of birthdays, a lot of famous anniversaries. So we're going to talk about some of them. Uh, let's start out with an easy one. At least three famous people are celebrating a birthday today. Okay. Out of the three of them, who's the oldest? A, Guy Fieri, the spiky hair. That was a good dude. accent that you said it. Thank you. I think that's how we. Oh, that's how he says it on TV. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Diane Lane mm -hmm. or DJ Jazzy Jeff? Who's the oldest? Diane Lane? Uh, she is. She's actually the oldest with DJ Jazzy Jeff, a.k.a. Jeffrey Allen Towns. They're the same age? They are 53. Oh. Yeah, right? That's exactly what I said. Uh, Guy Fieri, he's 50 mm. today, which means the prophecy will begin. <laughs> Not many people know that, but that's today. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, guess okay. when her birthday is? Not it's not today. It's not today. It's September twenty seventh. Good thing that wasn't a question. I do have a question about her though. I she, knew it wasn't today, so I didn't get it wrong. How do you know that? <laughs> because I feel like it would have been in your list of actors oh, that you just gave me. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, her birthday is September twenty seventh, mm -hmm. and she got engaged though uh, recently. Okay. And over the weekend, she was presenting at an award show, not the SAG Awards, a different one. And they got a glimpse, the paparazzi got a glimpse of her engagement ring. Mm -hmm. Big, big stone. Okay. But it's blue. Now, as you know from Goop, her company, her side company, where she sells questionable things and advice about uh, other stuff, including healing stickers and $72 candles. Uh, what do you think the blue jewel does? So this is an advice site like... There's some crazy stuff on there about what you should and shouldn't eat. Is it like a, a crystal healing or anything? I'm, a lot I'm of not crystal, familiar with yeah, her. Yeah, a lot uh, of crystal healing. Okay. A lot of other things that are pretty questionable. Okay, so what do you think that blue jewel, because that's not a traditional jewel for, a, uh, for an engagement. Right. What do you think it does? A, shoots lasers. Mm -hmm. B, shoots lasers, but lasers that help you love again. Okay. Or C, it's actually an emergency supplement for when she has to go Mecca Paltrow to save the world. 
I want it to be. This the, is fairly subjective. Yeah, I want we, it to be C, but I'm gonna go with B. Yep, lasers that help you love again. I knew it. In the right light. I was hoping. I thought it was maybe something that like put her to sleep, and that's what her fiance wants her to do. So. <laughs> okay, so maybe she's really going, tired, and he just wants her to get some rest. I, I mean, feel like we're going back to I bad would, business ideas. I would I really be like okay with it if someone gave me something that you know helped me go to sleep. Not in a bad way. I'm just tired all the time. Okay, we may have to talk a little bit more about that offer. <laughs> uh, there's some wonderful I'm not, bad business I ideas. don't want to be roofied. I feel like that is basically what I just said. That's going to be the quote for this episode. Uh, January 22nd. Let's mm-hmm. come back to that. Okay. As you may know, I'm Canadian. I, I know that now. Yes. And I'm trying to bring a little more Canadian knowledge to uh, my neighbors here in the U.S. Okay. Even though I only spent a month there in Canada after I was born and then we moved down to Florida. 211 years ago today, a sports club was founded in Montreal, Quebec. What sport was it for? Was it A, hockey, B, curling, or C, polar bear racing? The sport was founded in Canada. That's what you said? A sports club was founded in Canada around this particular sport. Uh, This would have been in 1807. Hockey, curling. What was the third one? Polar bear racing. Mm. C. Polar bear racing. Yeah. I wish it was. Okay. It's curling, (laughs) which is nearly as exciting as polar bear racing. Uh, They did outlaw polar bear racing early on. They found it was very cruel to the humans uh, that were involved in it because they kept getting eaten. But the uh, the, uh, Montreal curling sports club is the oldest active athletic club in North America. It's really interesting. If you were interested in that. Yep. Uh, So let's go again to history. An American pharmacist would be turning 153 years old today if he were still alive, which would probably make him famous because he was 153. Mm -hmm. He's not with us anymore, unfortunately. But He's still famous because he created a test in 1912 that we still use today, originally known as an organoleptic test. What do we call it today? Is it A, the Scoville scale, testing the spiciness of peppers, the Koffler computation, which estimated the number of leeches to use during bloodletting, or C, the Rudolph ratio, a sliding scale of good and evil spirits located in the body at any given time? Again, I want it to be C. But I'm going to go with B. Uh, the Koffler computation, which estimated the number of leeches <laughs> used during bloodletting. Yes, please. I wish it was that <laughs> as well. It is actually the Scoville scale. Okay. So Wilbur Scoville uh, put that together in 1912, which I think is interesting that you'd even be thinking about spiciness of food in 1912. Yeah, that is, I mean, it's cool. Like, I just assumed that all food was gruel at that point, yeah. I guess. Or mush of some kind. Maybe they had those tiny bottles of hot sauce that you gave me. They may have. And they're like, Wilbur. Wilbur Scoville. Judge this. You're a pharmacist. On a scale of one to Scoville, how hot is this? You're obviously a pharmacist. You can figure this out. I do want there to be uh, a ratio of the good and evil spirits in you at any given time. Like, how do we determine that? (laughs) What is the, yeah, what's the tool that you use to figure that out? Uh, that is a great question. We're going to have to invent it. So that might be another bad business idea. Cool. I'm going to get working on that. Okay. (laughs) 
Just put your hands on it, put your feet into the stirrups, and we're going to measure your good and evil spirits. And if you don't have enough good spirits, then here's a bottle of something. Oh, a bottle of what? We're going to figure that out, too. That's here. Let's talk about that. Let's go off air for a second <laughs> and talk about that. Uh, let's hear a little Sam Roberts because uh, he's from Canada. So I'm bringing you some Canadian music as well. Thank you. Look at me. Canadian. <laughs> look at you being Canadian. Look at me being a good Canadian. Sorry. That was good. Yeah, thank you. Sound like Jim Carrey. Uh, so Sam Roberts, End of the Empire on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Sam Roberts on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was End of the Empire. My name is Nick. It's the end of the show. I don't know why I keep trying to sing the song titles. That's okay. That's a little I weird. I like it. Great. Kaylee Friend, <laughs> I like you because you came in and did a show with me today and you were gracious and wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. You were gracious and wonderful. Aww. Thank you for having me. Killemwithcute.com yep. is the URL you can go to to buy some amazing flair, uh, pins, patches, pennants, tote bags. I love the tote bags. Totes. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Instagram is at killemwithcuteness. Yes. Killemwithcuteness is the actual name. Correct. But you couldn't get that URL. I could not. <laughs> Who's on there? Can we go? I don't and know. We'll find them. I didn't want to look because I just, I wanted, I was going to hate them. We'll find them. Uh, speaking of Will, you can also find uh, Kaylee and Kill 'em with Cuteness at <laughs> different events around town. But the main one is Will's Affair, which is a fun, generally quarterly type of event that they have right next to Will's, and a lot of amazing local vendors there. Yeah, that's probably the best local uh, like fair that I've done, mm -hmm. or at least the one that I've been to the most. <laughs> So I enjoyed a lot. It's all day. It's usually like 12 to 8. Yep. And uh, you, you can't really miss it. You don't have to wake up early. Meet a lot of people. There's yeah. food trucks there. You can go out there anytime and have a really good time doing that. They usually put me on the side where the music is, too, yeah. and the live music. So that's always fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Who are the some of the people you see there, some of the other local vendors that you really like or you like working with? Um, I usually get, I'm usually in the same spot. Um, and I'm not ever by any other pin makers, but, uh, my friend Danielle, she has a shop, uh, horror show goods. And, um, I'm not saying that clearly horror show goods. She's been there a few times. Um, I usually get put next to, um, my friend Kiki and she does this fairy hair. Mm -hmm. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they like sew those metallic strands into I have hair? it done all the time. That's what's in my beard right now. Not white hairs, obviously. Those are metallic <laughs> hairs. Put there purposely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually got one of those fairy hairs last December and it like just fell out maybe like a month or two ago. So hmm. I was, I turned into a real fairy. <laughs> Great. As it falls out, that's what happens. Well, no, it was there for so long. I feel like I was like, oh, a you were a fairy. Got it, fairy. Got it. Yes. And now you're back to being it a makes, human. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other shout outs? Anything else you want to um, talk about? Yeah. Other other local vendors, like I said, horror show goods. Um, Sean over at Secret Secret Society Goods. He is local and amazing. Mm -hmm. um, another shop, Crescent Creepers. Uh, I think it's Haley Crescent Creepers. She's at a Winter Garden. Um, and now, of course, I'm blanking, 
but those are the people that I know locally in Orlando that do pins like me too. Nice. And Will's Affair, the next one will be March 18th. Correct. And you'll be there. It's a Sunday and I will be there, yes. So come out and meet uh, Kaylee there. I'll be at February 10th. I'll be at the Indie Folk Fest at Manello at the Manello. And yeah, uh, come to that. doing something there. I'm still not sure exactly what, but it'll be amazing. And next week we'll have another fellow vendor from a lot of the Will's Affair. Uh, Amber will be here from Potheads, Potheads by Amber. Yep. Sweet. And so, uh, yeah, that's it. Anything else? I don't think so. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. No, no. The pleasure's been all mine. <laughs> Let's try to outflight each other as we go off the air. You're lovely. You <laughs> have the nicest bangs that I've ever seen That's on a the, human. seriously the best compliment anyone could ever give me. So okay. I'm going to tell my friends. I win. <laughs> and so we'll listen to Sister Suvi. This is The Lot and Best Hours coming up next with Sparkling News. You've been listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Do you have a successful side business and want to appear on to a certain degree? According to our research, guests experience a quality of life increase of about 30%. Nick only asks for 20% of that. So little. Um, no? Okay. Um, how about 10%? Oh, um, okay, 5%? Uh, like maybe 1%? A retweet? A side glance? Something? Okay.